0: Hey everybody, this is David Chuddick, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. And before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that if you are stressed out about the stock market volatility, that is okay, that's normal, and it's perfectly understandable. If you have any questions or if you feel like uh, you'd like to discuss your strategies, uh, email me david at parallelfinancial.com. I'm always happy to be a resource. And also if you're a business owner and if you feel like one of the things that you've neglected to do is to save enough money for retirement, well, one of the strategies you might want to consider is start now and help to make your business as sellable as possible. And I can help you do that. So check out my website, www www.allofmyassets.com and, uh, and let me know if you have any questions. We'll help you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner David Chuddick, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, my name is David Chudick, and I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And what that means is I help my clients to make the right financial decisions for them for the reasons that are important to them. I also like being a resource to the entrepreneurs of the world because I have a heart for the business owners. I know that uh, being a business owner can be tough. It can be lonely. It can be very rewarding, and I would never trade it for the world, but it can be a difficult, difficult position to be in. So, um, so yeah, so I have, uh, Mike Unger on, on, on the podcast with us today and he's a, uh, a business coach and helps entrepreneurs and, and we're going to talk about some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool topics today, but, uh, but Hey Mike, how are you?
1: I'm great, David. Thanks. And thanks for having me on. I look forward to, to the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about kind of your history in, in the corporate world and some of the things that you've done and, and just like the 30,000-foot level on how you help entrepreneurs. Yeah, thanks,
1: David. So I'm, I retired from Michelin, North America two years ago after spending 35 years with them. In my career at Michelin, I worked in several areas, continuous improvement, operations, a little bit of finance and HR. And in that time frame, what I really came to appreciate and enjoy was coaching others, whether that was as a manager, for those that work with me, or, uh, or as part of my responsibilities. And when I was thinking about what I was going to do next, you know, they, take, they say retire to something, not from something. Um, I decided that I would become a business coach when I retired and an executive coach in order to help others and share, really help others achieve their personal professional goals um, it's such an important thing today to, to be able to really give back to the community and to really help business leaders and entrepreneurs.
0: So, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I, you know, I wake up, I get some work done at my house and then, um, come into the office most days. And, you know, I do things like HR, I'm managing a team. I have to kind of make marketing decisions. I mean, there's so many things that I have to do as an entrepreneur and it can can sometimes be overwhelming, quite honestly. Um, So, and that's why I try to bring a lot of, a lot of resources to the business owners of the world. So, I mean, let's like dive right into it. You know, I bet if you ask a hundred entrepreneurs, a hundred business owners, like what a business coach is and what they do and how, you know, if you need one. So let's dive into that. Like I came into the office today. How the heck do I know if I need a business owner, a business
1: coach? Well, that's a great question. Maybe, maybe I'll start with something that that you know people can relate to um, on on one level, and that's that if you think about elite athletes, even the most elite athletes in the world, people like Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, um, LeBron James, they have coaches, and and even though they're they're at the top, they've been at the top of their game at some point in their career, they've always had that sort of assistance to help them see things they don't see in their own uh, application of their sport. And and to get advice, and so for even the best business owners or entrepreneurs, they they too should should take that sort of a example and and get a coach. You know, coaches work with business owners, to business leaders, and entrepreneurs to really look at solving um, challenges in one or four areas, or maybe several of these areas. So the first one is time. Um, a lot of folks, you know, they find that they they aren't getting to their their kids. Um, soccer game, or they like to spend more time with their family, their spouse, or even uh, doing their hobbies. And uh, you know, you can't make more time. You got to use your time more effectively. So we help business leaders um, think through that and make those uh, set those priorities. The second area. uh, So that a person might need help with or might need the help of a business coach would be team. So that's if I'm having difficulty with, uh, with uh, one of my uh, teammates or the team I'm working with, that scenario might be, Hey, I hired an uh, individual two years ago and I thought the person has certainly has the competences to succeed, but we don't seem to mesh very well. Or, Hey, I'm new to this business. I, I just jumped into it. I, maybe I'm uh, I was hired in and, and I'm not getting the most from the team in general. So those are areas that again, a business coach can help money. Money is a great one to think about. Um, you know, I've been working my tail off for the last two years and my revenue hasn't grown. So how can I, you know, I really would like to stop doing what I've been doing and increase revenue or even cash flow. You know, I can not seem to ever get to the end of the month without running out of money. So those are the, another area. And finally, the fourth area um, is the future or strategy. A lot of small business owners in particular and entrepreneurs don't think about where they want to be three to five years from now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're so busy dealing with today's issues that you don't pause to reflect on the future. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, what what's terrible in in my mind is when you wake up five years later and realize you haven't achieved your goals. Well, wait a minute. Did you set them? Okay, you know, the analogy I'd like to share with this with that particular area is you you don't take a road trip unless you have an address, because if you left the house without an address, you'd go nowhere. Yeah. So it's really the same thing for a business owner. You need to know where you're going, your your strategy, your strategy, and then you'd be able to step off and do it. It doesn't mean you can't change the destination as you go, but having a destination, having an address is really important.
0: You know, I always kind of use the analogy of, let's say a builder. So you have a guy that likes building stuff. So, Hey, I'm going to start a building company. And then that guy knows how to build stuff. And is probably really good at it but is that guy really good at managing time is that guy really uh good at managing teams um is that guy good at setting visions and 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 setting goals and, and managing money and cash flow and the answer quite pr- quite frankly is probably no to at least a few of those and 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 i think that's why you know that's why it's so important to engage the services of a business i mean i use a business coach i think it's i think it's very important because um i'm i'm really good at some things and and i don't know if you've ever been involved with Dan Sullivan's strategic coach. He talks about unique abilities. Well, there's some things that I'm uniquely very good at. There's probably one or yes. two of them. Yeah. And there's some things that I'm really horrible at.
1: <laughs> well, and, and I think the thing is is a lot of young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are young in their business, um, you know, they have a an ambition. They have some passion for what they're doing. You're exactly right. They're good at what their passion is, but maybe not not so much as some of the other aspects of leading and running a business. Mm-hmm. And, and so it'd be a shame if they couldn't achieve their, their goals, their vision. And, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of support and, and they're able to.
0: Yeah. So have you ever spoken with someone who who's not a client and almost got the sense that, I don't know, they feel like they're a failure if they quote, need a business coach or maybe, uh, um, you know they're not smart enough because they need help. I mean, have you accomplished? Because I could, I could foresee. Like entrepreneurs are really driven, and like we're warriors, and we can figure it out. And I don't need help of a business coach. I'm not paying Mike. You know, I'll figure it out myself. Yes. Yeah, that happens. I think we're talking about you know one of the real we
1: talk about leadership. From one of the leadership traits, I'd like to talk about is one called humility. And <laughs> and no, but being willing to say I need some help. Yeah. And That's in fact. Question. um, the, the best leaders that I've in my career that I've met, um, you know, I spent before Michelin, I actually spent um, almost five years in the Army. I'm a West Point graduate as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of the things that from a leadership perspective, this idea of humility, asking for help and being willing to accept help and listening to others is really a key to 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 being able to advance because you don't know everything. None of us do. And in fact, you know, uh, um, the, the saying, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So to speak, that's a that's where a coach can really help. So I think, yeah, I do you do one of the people who who are, are driven and are afraid to say I need help. But the reality is it's uh the sooner that someone says I do need help is the sooner that they grow beyond that. And it doesn't mean that they don't know a lot. You know, if I could share one of the things that I know through my career that I've discovered is when I would go to a seminar um in my area of expertise. You know, it not that I didn't know a lot of what was talked about in the seminar, but that five percent that I picked up there was often the the linchpin to to uh, making the next leap for success. So, so it, please, we we always see that in in we often see that in in uh, business owners where they they do know a lot and they know their business, mm-hmm. but it's that little bit that they help that they need that actually is that breakthrough for helping them achieve the success they want to achieve.
0: Yeah, no, ap- absolutely, no question. I think there are a lot of mistakes that entrepreneurs can make that are very expensive mistakes and and with some guidance and um with working on your weaknesses or even getting your weaknesses off your plate and having someone else who's more competent in those weak areas um complete those tasks or handle that area of the business. I think you really can have um can have break breakthroughs um, for sure. so, I could imagine someone listening to this to this podcast saying, "You know what? I mean, I am pretty smart. I'm pretty driven, but you know, I'm not making as much money in my business and I feel like I'm not leading my team. And you know what? I mean, I think talking to a business coach just I'm going to be humble and it sounds like a good idea. Like what would that process, like the initial relationship if someone reached out to you, what would that look like?"
1: Yeah, the first thing that that I'd like to do is um we usually do two things. We usually do the first thing when we get together. Well, one is to make sure we know what your challenges are. And we would do that really before we'd agree on, an, on a, on a step forward. But once we agree and we understand what your challenges are, there's, there's a couple things that we like to do to start. The first one is to look at um, what you're tracking. What are the indicators? Are you actually managing your business? And it sounds really silly to say that perhaps, but a lot of folks, when you start asking them, what indicators do you follow? they, they pause and they go, "Oh, that's a good question. I don't know." And so you help them get a little bit of structure around the the management of their business if they don't
0: already have it. Um and then the second aspect so is let me really, let me jump in there real quick. Yeah, like, what are please. some things that that I, as a business owner, should be tracking? I mean, or is that different for every business?
1: Well, it's a little bit different for every business, but let's pick one that's probably common for everybody, and that's revenue, for example. Mm-hmm. So there's there's kind of two two perspectives on on indicators that you have to keep in mind. One is a is the results indicator. So, hey, when the month ended, how much money did I make or did I receive as revenue? But then how do you know you're on track? Because if you've reached the end of the month and um you didn't hit what your goals were, it's too late to do something about it, right? So there's results indicators. You need to track that. But even more importantly, you've got to be tracking some. What so I call them proactive indicators are in advance. So at the end of the first week, what's your revenue? Are you behind or ahead? And maybe that revenue is measured not by dollars at that point, but maybe it's measured by uh, number of um, invoices sent. Okay? okay. So what am I tracking to ensure that I get to that result at the end? So we look at that to make sure that we're steering our business and then at the end of the month, we're not worried about whether we hit it because we know month week to week that we're actually tracking towards that. So we want to set up those indicators. Both, uh, what are the results we're trying to achieve, as well as uh, what are we tracking through the through the month to ensure that we get to that end goal. So, revenue is just a good example, it's probably common for everybody.
0: Okay, perfect,
1: great, thank you. So, so once we handle the indicators, then we want to step back. One of the things that we always that that is really a uh, I guess foundational, is looking at the, the it's, it's a module we call discovering oneself. And it looks at four areas of a person's life, if you will, family and relationships, health and fitness, business goals and financial goals. And what we're trying to do there is really make sure that the individual, the business owner or the entrepreneur has their, if you will, their life in balance, okay? Uh, any really successful leader that I've met Um, looks at their life and make sure that it is in balance. They dedicate time to all those areas. And we begin to have some really salient conversation about where do you want to be in each of these areas a few years from now? Where are you now? How do we measure how you get there? Um, So sometimes those are hard questions, but the reality Mm -hmm. is if you can't, if you can't ask them, if you don't, if you can't quantify them, you'll never get there. It's the same conversation. So if I take the area of finance, For example, I know an area of your your expertise, you know, someone says, Hey, I, I, you know, I want to make, I'll use a million dollars. Okay, great. You want to make a million dollars. So by the time you're what, by what age? Oh, that's a great question. And then is that enough money for you to retire? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about if you want to leave a legacy for your family? Um, What are your philanthropic goals? So, I'm not an expert as you are in financial planning but but I but as a coach I'm really good at asking the questions okay and getting the other the business leader or business owner to think about their objectives and oftentimes we've got to send them back to to talk to their financial planner in order to actually put those in in place but having those particular goals whether that's financial having clear business goals hey I would like to be able to sell my business in 10 years
0: whatever that might be having the family and relationship questions answered. Um, how do you quantify that one? Because, you know, in, in my area, if you wanted to save up a million dollars by next year, I can tell you either you did or you didn't. Um, how do you quantify, I want a better marriage? Like you, how do you do that? So, that's a tougher yeah. one.
1: Well, so it may be the question of, look, are you, so um, that's really a question I would ask of the, co- of the of the leader. And then we would talk through it. You know, the answers really come from the person, not from the coach. But some examples that I've seen used is someone says, look, it's a great comment. I would like to go on two dates a week with my wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what are you doing today? Well, I'm not doing any every once a month. Ah, okay. So now we go from once a month to eight times a month or nine times a month. Okay. Now I can measure that. Can you put that in your calendar? Can you ask your wife, what do you like to do? You know, so we begin be able to talk through that. Uh, another example is someone would like to have, um, um, would reach out to their family or spend more hours with their children. Um, so you begin to ask the question, what does success look like there? Mm-hmm. And then we begin to look at some quantifiable ways to, to measure that. And of course, it's usually not one dimensional like that, but at the same time, we start talking through that. It opens up a really good conversation about what else, mm-hmm. and that they can set those goals. And then finally health and fitness, you know, a lot of times that's, uh, you know, You know, I want to lose 40 pounds. I want to work out three times a week. I want to change my diet. Um, I need to deal with my um, blood sugar levels. I mean, I don't know what could be any of those things, but they're normally easier to measure.
0: Sure, sure. And do you find that all four of those areas, I mean, they're actually related, aren't they? Yes. Well, in fact, you you can't really, as an entrepreneur, you can't really
1: separate one from another. That's why we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, success, success in one area overlaps into the success of another, mm-hmm. and what we find is if you don't take care of one, it can end up and it can really stand, you know, reach up and bite you, sure. you know. Uh, so we want to make sure all four are in balance going forward. And you're, normally, a business leader, a business owner, is
0: strong in one or two areas and not so mm-hmm. strong in another couple of areas. No question. But you know we all know that ultra successful person that that you know has super nice car million dollar house and and a high income but maybe they work 90 hours a week and they don't see their kids. So to me that's not success. But your kids also need a certain amount of financial resources so yes. you know how do you balance you know I need to make enough money for my kids but I also need to see them and I still need to have some time to get to the gym. And um, and and everything else, and and so that I could see how that would be a lot of soul searching and and questions from you to help the individual to determine what success means to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and then it goes back to something we talked about earlier. Um, one of your gaps may be how you manage your time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so all this kind of begins to play together and interact with the, you know all these things sort of interact with each other. Uh,
0: so after you're 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 talking with someone. And you kind of get, get some insight into some of their struggles, some of their successes, because everybody has, has, has successes and strengths. Like, I mean, are you meeting in person with clients? Are you doing group meetings? Like how, how do you, are you meeting daily, monthly, quarterly? What does a relationship with you or a typical business coach look like?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. And, and it really depends upon what the person needs and wants. So um, I'll give you an example. I have a client locally, um, who I meet with in person every other week because that's the the pace that makes sense for him. Um I had a I have a, i had another client, we we finished our work together who I met with weekly, who was a two-hour drive from here. And so what what I would try to do is go down and see him face to face once a month. But the other weeks of the month we'd meet by Zoom. Okay. Okay. Um I have another client who lives in Upper Michigan and. We met once uh, face-to-face when he was here on a, on a business trip. And otherwise, we've only been on Zoom now for nine months. So really depends on, so how we meet depends upon the person and their needs. Um, the frequency, again, weekly, monthly, every other week. Usually every other week or weekly is the key. Um, we have uh, one-on-one coaching opportunities. And then for some folks, group coaching may be a better approach from a financial perspective. Uh, so we also would offer group coaching uh, again, and depending upon the pace that that might take for the individual. So lots of really it's customizable to the individual's needs, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing I've always found is oftentimes, you know, the, the business leader, the entrepreneur himself or herself, a lot of times they, they love the business books and they love working with business coaches because they, they see the, but you go to like a, a, a business seminar um or you work with a coach and then the entrepreneur tries to relay that information back to the team and it's just not portrayed exactly the same way and then it's like well you know i went to this awesome conference and they talked about this concept why aren't you doing it um so i mean can you work with teams can you work with um you know management teams for businesses as as well
1: yes absolutely um you know normally we like to we like to help the leader develop the skills to be able to to do that with their team, ideally. Okay. So, so working with them, but if, if there's a, you know, one of the things I'm getting ready to do is work with a leadership team and doing a team and disc assessment Uh where the team can discover each other's uh, communication style, each other's ideal environment and learn how to work more effectively with each other. So absolutely there's things we can do with a team as well as with an individual. It just depends on, again, the needs of the, of the leader,
0: so tell me about business or two or or a leader that you've worked with, and kind of where they were before meeting you, and then you know what challenges you helped them overcome and 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 how is there ultimately honestly, I think working with you or a business coach should give you a better life, right? That's kind of a general definition. so like how's your life better now than 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 before they they started uh, working with you?
1: Yeah, some great questions so um for one one business owner. Uh, or or he's actually, one business leader. Um, he is involved with a family business, and he's beginning ready to take over, uh, or he's, he's taking over the business. And you know, we're we're talking about some of the things that he doesn't have experience with because he's relatively young, um, and the business itself is a family business, so it hasn't he's not been exposed to some of the other aspects of it. So, helping him think through, uh, in particular, strategy. You know, for the longest time, it was, um, you know, short-term focus, and they've managed to be successful, but haven't really grown. And so, we want to take the business. Really want to try to, you know, in, in conversation, he's come up with a an objective to to more than double the business in the next three years. Wow! And we hadn't talked about, you know, he had never really set that goal previously, but because he started having that conversation, um it's really taken off. The other thing for him that's quite interesting is he, he's he got uh, some other family members that he works with in the business, and he hasn't always figured out how to communicate effectively with them. And so we talked through uh, behavioral styles and DISC, looked at his profile, looked at his family member's profile, and he realized that he had to take a different approach, a different communication style with some of the family members. And now, of course, what's happened is um, he's getting a lot more done. The team is working much more effectively together, and and they're able to talk through things like this strategy in ways they had not before. So for him, it, it brings in quite a bit of satisfaction because he wants to honor the legacy of this family business, and he's seeing a way to that that's a lot more
0: easy or a lot more enjoyable than perhaps before. Wow, wow. And when you... I don't know. You look at what you just said. He wants to honor the legacy of the business. That's so much more than, Hey, I just increased my revenue by 5% or 4%. It's so much more meaningful um, than that. So that's a huge, huge why. And, and, you know, quite honestly, sometimes, you know, learning your team members disc profile, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's, 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 it's something that's a little bit out of the ordinary but once you learn and and successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do so if you're if your communication in your team is not working well well it's on the leader to figure it out i'm i'm glad you mentioned that um you know it makes
1: me think of one other thing related to what you just said about the why in this same business they hadn't really established their their purpose mm-hmm and it's not that they didn't know why they were in business but they hadn't really put it down on paper and then are, are able to articulate that well to their customers and their employees and we know today in fact one of the things that, that will help business leaders with is asking that question do you have a clear understanding of why what you're and we're not talking about to make money we're talking about what is what is your impact on society mm-hmm. and and why should people want to work with you Mm-hmm. And why would your customers want to use you? And that's that's a much bigger why. And, and it does matter in today's world, especially with the challenges people have with retaining employees and, of Absolutely. course, the competitive markets they're in. Yeah. So that's another area that was, we talk about building within a company, helping them with that.
0: Yeah. One of the questions during my last year's strategic planning with, with my coach was, why do I deserve success? And that's actually a pretty interesting one because I think a lot of people don't feel like they deserve success. But when you literally write down, you know, h- how I impact my clients' lives, some of the successes they've had, how my success will positively impact my family's success and and my churches. I mean, just there's so yes. you, know, you start thinking about these things, and all of a sudden, you're more able to, more willing to do some of the hard things that running a business requires. So
1: well, it goes back to this question that we talked earlier about humility, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if it, it helps you realize that it's okay. It, you know, remain humble, but it's okay to make money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you balance that together, if your humility's there, um, it'll work, it works out just great, honestly. Yep. yep. Absolutely. You, you know, one other example of a success story that I'd like to share another company I'm working with, um, there's a, an individual who, who took on a role, Uh, leading a small team and he had never led, led a team before. And, you know, he's running a, uh, a multimillion dollar business um, where the headquarters is in France. And in his situation, you know, he had never led a team. So we work a lot on just, it sounds silly, but basic, you know, delegation um, employee retention um, strategic planning So we're working on all those things. And what's happened is that he's begun to put in place all those things and really learn new skills on how to lead the team and lead it towards the growth that's expected from him here. And and it's quite exciting because, you know, he's learning that there are things he likes to do and none like to do personally. And so he's learning that he doesn't have to do the things he doesn't like to do necessarily, but he can delegate those. He can't be hands-off, but he can delegate those to his team to some folks that are probably more capable of handling them than he would. So it's really exciting to see that. And of course, that leads to his own personal satisfaction with his work. He enjoys coming to work and dealing with the challenges that face him, both the ones that he's
0: familiar with and those he's a little bit less familiar with. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So tell me about you have a business scorecard that's pretty interesting. Um, Tell me a little bit about how someone might find that and and what that would tell the leader about about their business.
1: So thank you for that. So um, my website, you know, they can find the growth business growth card, business growth scorecard on my website, which is www.michael, M I C H A E L Ungar, all one word, dot focal point coaching. I'm part of a focal part of the focal point franchise, uh, focal point coaching community, focal point So Michael Ungar dot coaching com. And right on the front there, you're going to see get your business growth score. And that's a that's one way that you can take that, and it helps you begin to understand where you might need assistance in, in one of the areas we talked about. And so there's there's five areas that this growth scorecard will help you assess: clarity, which is where we spoke about earlier about um, the balance in one's life; effectiveness, how well am I in terms of managing, how how efficient am I and effective in getting the work done; growth, which is a uh, dealing with, um, you know. The size of my business? Am I achieving my my goals? Sales, more short term, and then how am I as a leader? Leadership. So those are the five areas. The growth score growth scorecard will help one to uh, to assess that through the questions it asks. and then when you're done, you get that uh, get that scorecard, and then I also receive that, and we get a chance then to be maybe the and
0: how what what's the fee for that uh, growth scorecard? Oh, so it's it's
1: free. We're happy. It's free for you to go do
0: perfect. But that
1: allows us then to have our first conversation about whether or not I can be of assistance to you as a business owner or entrepreneur.
0: So even if they didn't engage your service, they're still going to get some really, really good. Absolutely. Information, some insight and, you know, not every business coach is for every entrepreneur. Sometimes you're just not a good fit, but um, uh, that, that clarity would certainly be a great thing. And so,
1: yeah, just to kind of close that thing too, as well, you know, um, if you take that growth scorecard, like you said, it gives you some insights and I'm happy to talk to somebody, you know, even if it's just for an hour to help clarify what they saw, you know, if it isn't a good fit for us, we'll have had a great conversation expanded on our networks, but might be. So please don't,
0: don't hesitate to take that and then let's connect and, and uh, get acquainted. Yeah. And let's just clarify, you and I are both in the upstate of South Carolina, but through the magic of zoom, you don't really have any geographic limitations, right? No, none at all.
1: Perfect. So, if you're listening to the to this podcast and want to connect, please reach out. It'd be it'd be great to to connect. And if you want a one on one coaching that's in person and you're not in this area, let's still connect. And I've got a network of coaches. I can certainly find someone that'll be in your local community if that's what your preference is.
0: Perfect. I love that. I love that. So um michaelungard.focalpointcoaching.com. You can get the business scorecard. Check it out. See if it's something that's for you. Get a little bit of insight on yourself. So So that's really awesome. So yeah, so now it's time to put you on the spot. We're going to ask you a question. I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you. So I would, and I'm, I'm really interested, you know, with your background and, and what your insight would be, but, but what's your definition of true wealth, you know, for you, what, 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 what does being wealthy mean? Or what is wealth? If you had it for yourself, what does that mean for you and your family?
1: Yeah. Thank you for that question. And thanks for putting me on the spot a little bit. Um, True wealth is really a combination of things. You know, going back to our conversation earlier, it's about really being in balance for those four areas I spoke about. It's um being financially um independent, financially and financially independent for anybody, but you know, meeting your financial goals, um, being successful in business, uh, being able to have those family relationships. And I I I'm at a point in my life where I've got we've got three grandchildren. And uh, I love to spend time with them. We, it's a, it's important to do that. And then finally health and fitness, you know, staying healthy and and so that you can enjoy um, the things you've accomplished and continue to help others. And so wealth, wealth for me is really all four of those areas
0: coming into balance. I love it. Perfect. That's very, very insightful. And, And uh, yeah, I think, I think we're kind of aligned in, in kind of our definition of, of wealth. And, and I do like what you said earlier about like, it's okay to have money. A lot of people feel like, you know, if I want money, I'm, I'm, I'm greedy. No, no. I mean, if, if you're, if you're a decent human being and you're making a good living, that's, that's a beautiful thing.
1: And a lot of times I mentioned humility, but a lot of times, you know, it's what you do with that money that matters. So, you know, I, I always encourage philanthropy. Uh-huh. Um, appropriate philanthropy, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot A little, it could be your time. It could be your money, but, but philanthropy is one way, you know, that we, we can really make a difference and give back, give back to the community. One of the things I, one slight commercial message, one of the things I'd like to do with my military background is help veterans who are transitioning from the military to civilian life. So I'll, I'll, I'll do, we're getting ready to launch a mastermind group for veteran entrepreneurs that we'll do for free. So it's an important thing to to be able to give back. And
0: it isn't always by money. It could be with your time as well. Perfect. I love it. I love it. So I'll put your contact information in the show notes. I always encourage entrepreneurs to get help wherever they need it. So if that's business coaching, get a business coach. If that's, it's crazy how many entrepreneurs do their own bookkeeping, get a bookkeeper. It's crazy how many entrepreneurs try to, try to um, research which stocks and bonds and tax strategies for IRAs and everything else, get a financial advisor, you know, get a good accountant, get a good attorney, you know, and and quite frankly, charge enough so you can afford to hire these experts because that uh, that'll make your life um life a lot uh, a lot better in the long run. So for anybody who again you want to go to Michaelungar.focalpointcoaching.com, um, check out the business growth scorecard and uh and yeah, and email me, David at parallelfinancial.com. If there's any money issues kind of keeping you up at night, anything that you just you know, it's putting stress. You're not sure if you're doing the right things or if if you're not on track financially, I'm always glad to, to point you in the right direction. If we have some next steps, we'll take them. But if not, sometimes just a little clarification on the money side um, uh, is a great thing. So, uh, so yeah, so Mike, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate your expertise. It's pretty cool stuff. This is right up my alley. And uh, hopefully one of these days we'll have you on again.
1: David, thanks again for having me. It's been a great conversation and a I look forward to uh, to um, maybe being on in the future. Thank you.
0: Perfect. All right, everybody. We will uh, see you next episode. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.